Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. our fantasy podcast presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook America's top rated sportsbook download that DK app and use promo code DMVR when you sign up Jake welcome thank you Andre uh, another first for you here at, yeah. at the MVR. We've got our guy back from Serbia, superstar producer, international fame and superstar <laughs> producer Kale. Frankly, kind of kind of the the brains behind this whole operation with the MVR fantasy. Um, we're not going to talk up Kale much more than that, but uh, <laughs> he is an integral part of this show, and he's mic'd up. He's got some takes. And unlike other pods, we welcome them. He will not be bullied out of these takes. Um, You just, you got to be a DMVR insider to get all these uh, inside jokes I'm spitting here. Kale, how are you doing? You speak English still? I do speak English. I'm having a great time. Ready for another season of DMVR Fantasy. Shout out. We've already got a bunch of people watching uh, the show. So thanks for hanging out and participating in the comments. It's incredible. Um, Kale fighting jet lag to be here. So... Just a true superstar. But yes, this is an annual tradition. It's a tradition we have during football season. We gather our best fantasy minds and football minds as well. As our network only grows more, just added Jake to the team. He wanted to hop on. And we got to get those draft boards set for you. Get those fantasy draft cheat sheets out so that you can dominate your friends in the coming weeks leading up to the NFL season. And that's really where we start off here is uh, guys we would build a draft around, and for lack of better words, our guys. Um, our guys. 
plain and simple our guys man so uh so you can you can kick that graphic up there you go there's some I don't know. Did we go too mainstream on this, Kale? What, what, what's your initial assessment since you made the graphic? Uh, I think we've got some good. I think we've got good variety in here. There's a couple guys I would consider sort of some early sleepers in here. I think we've got some guys that we would uh, are maybe not mainstream that we could build a draft around, and we've got a couple of blue bloods in here for you as well. So who wants to start? Let's start with Jake. Kick us off, sure. man. What's uh, what's your Number one, our guy here. I'm going to start with Alvin Kamara, running back, New Orleans Saints. Um, honestly, this is more of a, a fade the quarterback room than anything type of mm. pick. I am not a Jameis guy. Uh, Andy Dalton has passed his proverbial prime. And I think Alvin Kamara is going to be the engine of this offense. I know Michael Thomas is coming back. Um, but I think we saw this from the Saints, you know, in the years when Drew Brees was still there, when he got hurt. I think it was two, three years ago. And Teddy came in. Uh, Kamara was still the engine of that offense, you know, running the ball, but of course in the passing game, you know, PPR, uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to focus on him getting those uh, short receptions. He has, I mean, it's been a few years, uh, or last year, I guess, wasn't as good. Only 47 receptions last year, but at least 80 receptions in every other season. Also in the rushing game. I mean, he hasn't broke a thousand yards, but he kind of flirts with being a, a very good touchdown scorer. Only four touchdowns last year, though. So if he keeps up this every other year trend, mm-hmm. we're in for double-digit touchdowns this year. There you go. Love I, I love Alvin Kamara this year for a lot of reasons, especially now that it looks like his suspension, if he does get one, yes. is yes, going to be next year. So love that pick. Yep, he's yeah. cleared to go for this year. Which, how does that work? Um, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> My other question, how is Alvin Kamara still just 27? Did, did he play with JT Shroud, the, the quarterback you're now covering for the Bucs? <laughs> um, I don't think he goes that far back, but it's pretty pretty damn close. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, love that pick. And it does feel like the ADP may be skewed just a smidge. What is his ADP coming in at right now? Uh, right around 15 from what I'm looking at for I half like point va- PPR. I like the value there. Yeah. I like that value a lot. I think That's... some people are still scared off the, by the suspension, though. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a little like the the two guys in your league, the, the lazy dads like me, who didn't completely go that step further in doing their research, you might be able to pull one, a fast one on him. Well, and just that ADP played a big factor into him putting me on or putting him on my list because I mean, if you're picking in the top of the first round, you can go ahead and get a Cooper Cup, a Justin right. Jefferson, right. and you can still come back and potentially have an Amer- an Alvin Kamara if you're like a I don't say top of the first round, but maybe midway through the first mm-hmm. round, um, have him back midway through the second, and you can still get a solid RB one with one of those wide receivers. Kale, give us your first guy. My guy is Travis Kelsey, uh, and this might be very Mm. mainstream, but I'm workshopping a take that regardless of where you're picking in the first round, you should be picking Travis Kelsey. There's so much depth at running back and wide receiver, and there's question marks at both those positions on the high end as well, that going with the guy who's going to be a number one clear-cut bona fide tight end one this year, who's going to put up wide receiver numbers in a position of scarcity... I think it's a no-brainer. I think you should be drafting Travis Kelsey anywhere past five and really not thinking twice about it. Yeah, and last year I drafted him, felt like a, a smidge of a letdown, and then things picked up, with, but without Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's a no-brainer. 
Yeah. I like that Kale's kind of fading the faders here because I feel like Kelsey's getting a lot of, uh, let's say, negative hype. Um, a lot of people kind of calling the curtain too early, I think, on Kelsey's yeah. career. Yeah. And I think uh, with Tyreek Hill obviously gone, he's going to be playing a massive factor this season. Great point. Greatest tight ends in NFL history. They seem to prolong their careers longer than you'd expect. Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, Rob Gronkowski. Um, he's fading the fade. You're fading the lazy dads. I'm fading myself. I've been a Jonathan Taylor <laughs> hater for a gajillion years. I mean, what, what was there to fade? The guy just runs for yards over and over and over. Big thing for me is anytime you are already a fantasy stud and you get a massive upgrade at quarterback, I'm all in and I'm all in on JT. If anyone's not taking him first or even second in your league, I mean, you know, praise whoever you praise and uh, just take it and run with it. Definitely a guy I would build my team around any format, any league. Um, you know, the... There's some of these guys who you, you do need to worry about. When's that drop-off going to come? I think JT's got a few more prime years in him. And, uh, yeah, I don't think we need to go into too much more depth on that. Um, Jake, why don't you go with your second guy? Yeah, Mike Evans. Um, I mean, obviously Brady's coming back, so that's one of the main reasons in that bump. But even without Brady, Mike Evans has shown that with Jameis Winston at quarterback or whoever it was mm -hmm. filling in, this guy can produce. I mean, he's not probably the best option in terms of a PPR wide receiver one, uh, but in terms of yardage and touchdowns, this guy is just going to be able to produce. He's always been able to produce. Probably one of the more underrated and consistent wide receiver ones in, in the NFL. Low-key, one of the most like productive first seven years of their career in mm -hmm. NFL history. Yep. Um, Kale, you, your guy up next gets me excited. I think a lot of... A lot of football heads uh, are are going to be hyped on this one. This is a very popular pick in like fantasy football Twitter. Yeah. Um, so T Higgins is my next guy, and I'm going to get into a little bit of the scheme why I feel it. I think the Bengals really struggled against those two high shells last year, which they didn't get a lot of. They were excellent at beating cover one and cover three last year, and I think that's going to be a counter to such a really really potent offense is that teams are going to hit them with these two high shells in this cover two system and i think uh, t higgins is built ideally in that system to just eat because jamar chase is going to have that second safety shadowing him almost on every play now and so they're not going to get as many one-on-ones where just go balls go to go balls go that way and so t higgins i think is the better zone eater i think he's the better route runner of the pair and i think in a ppr league he's just going to eat catches this year almost in a jerry judy type role plus he's really really good at that high point ball as well so you have so many options for him getting the ball in a scheme that people are going to be playing against him that is meant to take their wide receiver one out of the game there you go. Did you know Kale had that in his bag? I did the, not. The cover two revolution. Yeah. He's just going to throw that at you <laughs> 10 minutes into the show. Uh, let's yeah, go. Let's talk single hivers too high. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, that's how we do around here. Um, I'm probably all in on just about everyone on that Bengals offense this yep. year. W within reason. I'm not going to draft Joe Mixon in the top three. I'm not like going super high on Joe Burrow, but like T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, I'm, I'm just in on them all. It's what's, what's there not to like right now. Exactly. Yeah. As you mentioned, I mean, they only improved on the offensive line. So everyone I think is going to see 
at least an uptick in consistency. Yeah. I don't know if uh, right. at the end of the year production in all those facets is going to be upped, but I think this is just going to be a better football team all the way around. I will go with my second guy, um, insanely from my own alma mater, something I never thought I would ever, ever, ever say, but um, Austin Eckler from uh, Little Western State is my second guy. I know this is a very popular pick. He is ADP three, top five in a lot of leagues. Um, He's just become... It's not even Danny Woodhead. He's become like the Darren Sproles of this generation. Um, He's a guy I'm going to target heavily in dynasties because the shelf life of most running backs is going to be minuscule. And when you have a guy who's kind of a wide receiver out the backfield, that shelf life gets extended almost 2x. And, um, you know, it's just the targets, the production. The kid is so tough. Such great football intelligence. Um, despite that, uh, you know, small frame, he's mm-hmm. proved himself to be extremely durable and the way he's used, you're not getting as much heavy tread on the tires as you are other running backs. So there's just, I love the talent. I love the offense, but I also love kind of the structure he's in that makes him feel like about as safe a running back as you can get with an early first-round pick. Yeah, I agree. It feels pretty safe. I do have to ask, though, are you not concerned about Isaiah Spiller coming in? Love me some Isaiah Spiller. I actually think they've got some real talent um, back there. It just doesn't feel like that's ultimately going to matter because the money downs, Eck, is who they rely on. He despite his size, phenomenal pass protector, just tough as nails. So Isaiah Spiller um, starting the season, I think injured also. Right. Right. I um, love the scheme that they run there too, for the running backs. Yeah. They really just so many short dump off passes and screens to the running backs on the outside and a PPR league. They're just going to eat. That's kind of their running game is the short passing game, right? Mm-hmm. This is something we were talking yeah. about on the draft pod 10 years ago. <laughs> um, and that's translated to the NFL. We've, we've heard their coach talk a million times about, the run game and how it doesn't really impact the play action game. Right. Um, that's why NFL Twitter goes crazy over him. So I just think there's a million factors that make Austin Eckler the rare, pretty darn safe top running back pick. Um, let's switch it up. Kale, give us your third guy. Third guy. I'll be fast. Aaron Jones. I think he's going to be the number one. If the number two, uh, passing option in that green bay offense because they have to throw to someone crazy they have to throw to someone and aaron jones is good at catching footballs and the way i really like to describe green bay's defense is they have some really they take these long big explosive plays but they take what's easy to them a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and it's almost built around for a basketball metaphor layups and three-point shots similar to the way Mm -hmm. golden state is and so you really i really like that for them because he's going to be able to catch these dump short these short dump off passes little slants little bubble screens that type of thing aaron jones i think is just going to be the guy that catches a lot of balls in that offense so much trust with aaron Rodgers too i mean watching some tape kind of preparing for a potential aaron Rodgers trade to the broncos last summer it was crazy how much of that quick game really is a massive part of that offense um And Kale, I, I was blown away. He had over 50 receptions, under 65 targets. 
you never see that kind of efficiency. It's crazy efficiency right there. I also like the value. You can get Aaron Jones probably, I, I don't know, way lower than I think other guys that are going to catch the amount of passes he catches goes. Mm, so mm, mm, I'm mm. just thinking about the value here. I think it's probably a good pick, and that's why I labeled him as a guy to build a draft around. Is sort of You can sort of target him probably in the third or fourth round. Take him, set him, and forget it. In some ways, the Austin Eckler case. In some, in ways, some ways, the Alvin Kamara case, to True. you know, to, to some extent. And I think we found A.J. Dillon's role is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. He, he was getting more carries than A.J. Dillon. It still didn't impact his fantasy value that much. I still like A.J. Dillon this year, by the way. He's I like A.J. Dillon as well. He's a nice stash. There's a few guys we can get into that are nice handcuff running back stashes. Jake, your third guy. My third guy, I mean, I saw some people already laughing in the chat, but let me tell you, Kirk Cousins this year, I think... You like that? In fa- I do like that. <laughs> in fantasy football, there's two types of people. There's the person who wants to get a quarterback in the top four or five rounds, and they get, you know, Lamar, Mahomes, Allen. And then there's there's what I am. I will wait as long yeah, as I can yeah, to draft a quarterback. Yeah. And this year, my guy that I'm targeting is Kirk Cousins. On ESPN, his ADP is, I think, 123. He's the 15th quarterback. I just think that's tremendous value for what you could potentially get out of Kirk Cousins. He's thrown for over 4,200 yards the past two years, 33 touchdowns last year, 35 two years ago, and has only thrown 13 picks in 2020 and seven picks last year. Justin Jefferson's only getting better. Adam Thielen's coming back healthy. You got Kevin O'Connell coming in as the head coach. Uh, coming from that Sean McVay tree. That's a huge factor. I mean, it's just stock up in all directions. I'm I'm buying in on the Vikings. I'm buying in on Kirk Cousins, at least from a fantasy perspective. In standard leagues last year, 12th most productive player any position, period. Um, so that, that kind of speaks to itself. 11th at quarterback, but that's kind of Jake's point, is the difference between 1 and 11 isn't going to be that great. And if you can get the guy where you'd be getting third string running backs, jump exactly. on it. Um, love that. My third guy is Najee Harris. All in on Najee. I talked about I'm all in on guys who upgraded at quarterback. I wouldn't call this an upgrade, but it based on what Big Ben was doing the past few years, hard to call it a downgrade either what I know is one way or another, they will have to rely a lot more on Najee. And I think who they have playing quarterback will be smart enough to know that that's their safety blanket. That's their guy to dump off passes to. They'll have plenty of options for the vertical passing game. That'll come and go. Might be a little bit like the Broncos offense. But I think Najee could really have a breakout type season. He's the kind of guy that we really like in fantasy. I mean, we've all danced around it, but all the running backs we've been given out have a heavy impact in the passing game, and that's because modern fantasy football, it's mostly PPR. It's mostly half PPRs. Um, and even if it isn't, you want that extra value from all those receiving yards and what have you. I just think his value is going to increase in that game. It's Najee catching up to NFL speed and being better in year two. And, I mean... Don't underestimate the fact that, unlike Jonathan Taylor, unlike Christian McCaffrey, some of these other guys, he didn't come into the NFL with a ton of, like, 300 carry seasons. Bama's been very good the last five or so years of really splitting carries with their running backs to where when they come to the NFL, 
they still have very fresh legs. And if you watched Kenny Pickett at all last year, you'll know how comfortable he is with dumping the ball off and just kind of checking down. Um, you mentioned it when you were talking about Najee in terms of PPR. I think that's going to be a huge part of his production. Are we at all worried about the Liz Frank sprain and the reports of lightened workload, though? Yeah, yeah. Those are concerning, for sure. With a running back, health always concerning, but he's just going to have to be Superman for, for the Steelers. Mm, I agree. Um, and also, it seems like the value on him is half decent. Like It seems like not everyone's a believer, and he can be had right around that late first. So, yeah, if that's what I'm looking at, I will jump on Najee Harris, no doubt. I will take on the risk. Um, he might catch less passes this year. That would be my only worry just because I think they're going to have a little bit more of a vertical aspect to that game because Ben Roethlisberger was like 31st in the league in passes of <laughs> he was 20 plus yards thrown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be my biggest concern with the Najee pick, but I, he's also on my list. So consensus, my biggest counter to that would be big Ben's mobility was so limited the last few years. He literally couldn't take snaps under center. Mm-hmm. The impact that has on a running back yep. is massive to where I was criticizing the pick. I was against Nashi coming into last year because it was like he's going to be so hindered in that offense. It didn't matter. Now you're actually going to have a quarterback who can take snaps from under center, give him that head of steam running out of the eye or whatever. I think that's going to make a world of difference. Kale, give us your fourth, an old muse of yours. An old muse of mine. Still love him again this year. Jalen Hurts was uh, one of my studs last year. That helped me win a couple leagues. Uh, He was one of the guys I built my draft around last year, and I'm going back to the well. Uh, I just think he's going to get a lot of those rushing yards. I think he's one of those guys that has a really, really high floor as the quarterback at the quarterback position, and the value on him for some reason is still really good. People are not drafting him as highly Mm -hmm. as they should. So I, I actually like him better than Lamar this year um, just because I think that Eagles offense is going to be absolutely brutal to go up against when week after week and they've got a really weak schedule. I mean, A.J. Brown coming in, that helps out the passing game quite a bit. Um, so I'm a fan of that. I still, I mean, verdict's still out for me in terms of whether Jalen is capable yes. of being yes. uh, that field general in terms of throwing the football and just operating an offense. But what Kale said off the running plays and just the production from the run game, that's enough in fantasy. I mean, it's, it carried a bunch of people last year. Jalen, yeah. Jalen Hurts was a league winner. Yeah, it's a huge divergence between the eye test and actual perception of can this guy be a franchise quarterback mm-hmm. and what the numbers say off pure production, which was as long as he's starting, he's putting up some nice numbers for you. Also, that Philly coaching staff doesn't seem so – so interested in protecting him because they're on the fence about him being the franchise core. So they'll run him wild, you mm-hmm. know, which uh, sounds good to me. Jake, you're going back to back big 10 picks for us. Damian Pierce, man. Um, if you guys listen to the draft pod, you know how much I love Damian mm-hmm. Pierce. Mm-hmm. I thought he was one Bowling of the bowling ball. He was Florida's best running back the last two years. And the best part about that is he only topped a hundred carries. Well, he had a hundred carries last year, but he had one Oh six in 2020. I mean, this guy, you talk about limited workload. He's yeah. coming in NFL prime to go. You saw today Marlon Mack was cut, which Big is news, yes. basically the go-ahead for Damian Pierce to be RB1. Um, I don't think I've said it yet on the podcast, but, man, I think he's got some Nick Chubb to his game just in terms of how he Oof. how he sees the, 
the offensive line and how decisive and just strong he is in his running style and in his cuts. Uh, I love Damian Pierce this year. Love absolutely love the player, and I think he's in a great situation. RB thirty four for ADP right now. I think depending on when you drafted that, that could have swung mm-hmm. um, drastically. But still, that's that's kind of been a hot name among all the rookies. Is yeah. Are you buying that with uh, Damian Pierce? Are you a little skeptical, it, Kale? It breaks my cardinal rule of fantasy, which is to avoid bad offenses. I, dude, I 100% understand. I'm telling you, Damian can run, though. Okay. Okay. I will go. Debo Samuel. Um, I think... We got a little too caught up in Debo saying he didn't want to be utilized the way he was utilized last year in the switch at quarterback. Um, He got his money, right? Yep, he's paid. So That was a negotiation tactic. They're going to use him exactly as they used him last year. Absolutely. If not more, he's got a less experienced quarterback who's also a much, much, much more dynamic athlete, which I think should make the kind of plays Debo really excelled in that much harder to predict or key in on. Um, And like how... like. I just want to be able to sit on my couch or at the DMVR bar on Sunday and when the Niners are on, be able to root for this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, from what you can see from my first three, my guys, and even my fifth, my guy, I am strongly suggesting you attack running backs often and early um, because if we're keyed in enough as football guys, we're going to find our wide receivers we're going to find our quarterbacks. Tight end, look, you, you can make a priority list. It's not that hard. It's one position. It's not going to swing your league. But Debo's one of the few wide receivers I will make an exception to. If I'm drafting late in my league and I can get a Najee, I can get an Alvin Kamara, and then double down on Debo or vice versa, I'm in heaven. Sign me up. I think so, this all is- in on Debo. This is Kyle Shanahan's pipe dream in terms of offensive scheme and just versatility. This is what it's all been building up to. All those years in Washington, Cleveland, now in San Francisco, I think this is what he's been trying to do this entire time. Just be as versatile and multiple as you can in so many different ways and have these players like Debo Samuel, Trey Lance, um, just so much. I mean, they can attack from anywhere in the field. And with Debo, that's just one of the calling cards of his game. Um, going back to that contract negotiation thing, I, I just can't, I can't be convinced that that was not just a negotiation tactic, seeing that he didn't want to be used as wide receiver or the wide back that, as he calls it. Yeah, that's just his game. He knows his game. He knows what's going to get him paid. Uh, he's going to go back to that, and San Francisco and Kyle are going to ride that. Yeah, that was the scouting report back to South Carolina. Runs like a running back, yep. and boy, the Shanahan's have uh, have figured that out a thousand percent. Close us out, Kale. Uh, we already talked about my last guy. Yep. So, uh, yeah, go all in on Najee Harris. I think he's going to be really good this year. Enough said. You've got one more, too. I have one more? George Kittle. Oh, George Kittle. I'm sorry. I forgot about him. Well, just kind of the same thing I said then. I mean, especially with Trey Lance. I mean, this is a guy, of course, he plays tight end. That's the security blanket position. Um, you know, Kittle's been hurt and has been struggled to really produce mm-hmm. as he as high as he did the past few years. I think this is a great opportunity to buy low on Kittle and potentially get the tight end one. 
Um, ESPN has him at tight end number five. So I, yeah. I love being yeah. being able to buy low on that right there. Yeah, when Kittle is on, um, another guy kind of similar to Debo, just kind of special to watch. Um, I close it out with Aaron Jones. Again, much like Hale's Najee pick, we've been on this already. Uh, two consensus for us. We did not pre-establish this. Just let it flow. And yeah, he just feels another supremely safe running back. I am. I have such buyer beware um, adage in selecting my running backs because uh, yeah, sure. I'd love. I'd love the guy that's putting up twenty three points per game. But I'm probably gonna be okay if I have that those two to three running backs I can rely on for 13 plus per game. Aaron Jones gives me that guarantee that so many others don't, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical of Deandre Swift in that offense. I'm skeptical of Dalvin cook. There's a lot of these running backs that scare me off. I won't get into some that we're saving for segment two. Aaron Jones though. So consistent, especially in a PPR format. What's there not to like. All right. That will do it for our guys. We've got more dudes we are targeting in our drafts that I want to hit in just a second. Always fun talking about our late round sleepers, especially with a couple of draft nerds like Jake and I. But before we do that, the wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL week one action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL to celebrate the return of football. DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer bet just $5 on any football game and get 200 in free bets instantly. Um, Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings. It is uh, just having like college football on on Saturday. It was like such a reminder of how amazing it is to also have action. Oh yeah. Um, And it's just at the tip of your fingers, DraftKings Sportsbook, they're giving you those buyouts as fast as ever. Um, It's just the app is dope. All the the odds boosts, it's all just amazing. Um, So yeah, what's there not to, what's there not to like? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code DMVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a five dollar bet on any football game it's code dnvr only at DraftKings sportsbook an official betting partner of the nfl must be 21 or older colorado only bonus issued as free bets one early win token issued at opt-in money line bets only deposit and wagering restrictions apply eligibility and terms at draftkings.com slash football terms gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 100. All right, we've talked about our guys, but you know, it doesn't just start with our early targets. There's also late sleepers to hit up. Um, and this, this I think, will be fun and allows us to get into some of our greater um, draft strategies and draft theories as well. Because while you target guys early, then they're guys you can fall back on. Uh, Jake, I see a sly smile though there. Do you have a you have a late sleeper ready to go? I, I think I do. Um, I'm seeing him on ESPN as the number 41 wide receiver, 96 overall. Give me Alan Lazard. Mm. I am buying in on Alan Lazard this year. He's, I mean, you've heard a lot about Romeo Dubs hype. We yeah. just talked about the yeah. running backs. 
But Alan Lazard is someone that has shown chemistry with Aaron Rodgers and has shown the ability to produce. I know he's going to be launched into that wide receiver one role. Mm-hmm. Regardless, someone has to catch passes in Green Bay, yeah. and it's someone that has done it already before. He's just in an elevated role. I think this will be a Green Bay Packers heavy segment because you can't go wrong with my guy Bobby Tunyon, who was actually a fantasy superstar in 2020, um, was just injured last year, but you can find him very low on tight end lists. And I don't understand why, because we've seen the production. We've seen that chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. Yes, we don't know if he'll be healthy. You could say that about half of the guys in the top 150 ADP. Um, so give me Bobby Tunyon. Kale, what uh, what, what angle are you going to take here? I'm going to throw out a couple names here uh, and just go with Drake London, Chris Olave mm-hmm. as a combo. Um, and the reason is I love taking flyers on young receivers late because you never know who's going to pop. And if you take a couple mm-hmm. of those guys, the other a couple years ago, I took CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy late. Jerry yep. Judy didn't end up popping that year as far as points went, but CeeDee Lamb did. Won me a couple of weeks. And so I love the idea of taking a combo of those two guys or a combo of a couple other guys, depending on who you like. Those are my two favorite from this last draft, um, especially since Sky Moore is going to be going a little bit higher because mm-hmm. of his uh, position with the Chiefs offense. I love Drake London, and I love Chris Olave late. Absolutely love it. I love Drake London. You know this. I mean, Drake London's a beast. I, I do worry about who's throwing passes to him, and that the the Judy reference might might haunt us on that one. But the, they're late flyers. Mm-hmm. You, you can't go wrong with late flyers. Well, if we're going the rookie wide receiver angle, I'll throw two more at you. Romeo Dubs, we are all in love with Romeo Dubs. Shout to our guy, Justin Michael, Mm -hmm. um, who's been on it all along. It was no surprise. He was kind of a darling coming out of camp. Um, He, the lower drafted of their two rookie wide receivers behind Christian Watson, but much more of an NFL-ready game. And a guy who, in some ways, resembles what Devontae Adams was coming out of college. Um that's to say, look, Devontae Adams, more elite physical traits, like actual physicality to his game, but that being able to high point passes, great body adjustment, always able to kind of put the corner on his back hip and box him out, use his body well, um, really savvy red zone target. I just think Dubs is a is a great target. Just a guy I picked up in any dynasty league, had the chance in um and then give me Traylon Burks, who in, you know, that offense is going to be uh, orphaned without A.J. Brown. And he's a guy you can manufacture touches for mm-hmm. and will feed in to what that Tennessee offense and team has really been under Vrabel as having more of a physical adage to it. Big, strong dudes. They draft big, strong football players. Exactly. And that's what they do. They want to be physical. They want to line up and intimidate and make you feel them. And that's what Burks is going to be able to do. Do you have a couple more names to to throw our way, Kale, before we move on? I just had Pat Fryermuth. Uh, this is a guy yeah. that won me a couple of weeks towards the end of last year. He was a really, really solid player for me down the stretch and he's being totally underdrafted yet again this year i think because of the questions people have around their offense the dude can flat out play and that shows when you watch him i think he's going to catch a lot of passes i mean they run 
if anything, like the last couple of years, they'll run a gazillion tight end stick routes. Yep. So might as well just catch some passes. He's probably going to be a boomer bust play because of touchdowns. But on the weeks he does have touchdowns, that's going to be a good play for you. I you get, get one more sleeper. I was going to say, let me get on the rookie wide receiver level. I'm going to go with Alec Pierce Ooh, uh, out of Cincinnati playing for the Indianapolis Colts now. I mean, Michael Pittman Jr. is, I wouldn't say he's established yet, but he's, you know, he's well thought of um, in his position on the Colts. Yeah. Paris Campbell hasn't really lived up to it. Not at all. This is a huge opportunity for Alec Pierce, who is someone, what's a comparison? Almost like, uh, I mean, I don't want to say Chase Claypool, but he's a size speed guy mm-hmm. um, coming out of Cincinnati. Tim Patrick might be a good okay. comp. Yeah. Uh, I like that. And he's someone who has shown the ability to kind of tightrope the sidelines yeah. and, you know, go up and make catches above his body um, with Desmond Ritter throwing him the football last year. I'm still buying Matt Ryan. I'm not mm. I'm not leaning into the Matt Ryan decline just yet. I was encouraged by what I saw last year. I think mo- many of the errors that we saw were just rookie head coach and Falcons uh, incompetence last year. Um, so I like Alec Pierce. Yeah, and you can be... A Matt Ryan skeptic in real football, maybe even as a better, but I think fantasy, you do need to skew your opinion. So I'll just piggyback off that. Matt, Matty Ice was on my list. I think in that offense, there's just so much talent. Um, you can't go wrong. So there you go. That'll be my final sleeper, though, though I had some more. Check the um, podcast description, YouTube description to have these listed out for you when we all things are said and done. But we've been too positive thus far. It's way too positive. Time, way too much to, get, time to get a little negative with our stayaways. Guys, we are actively staying away from on draft day. We are going to be quietly fist bumping when someone else drafts them or extremely sad when they're the best player available per ADP in our redraft leagues. One caveat, we all get a veto on um, our stayaways. So if you want to use a veto on one of our stayaways, that's your time to step in and make your case for why we are off. Kale, why don't you start us off with your stayaway? All right, my very first stayaway is a guy I grew up with and his one by the name of Christian McCaffrey. Oh, oh, no. Don't do it. He's burned me too many times. Just don't do it. He's going to get hurt. And as much as it, he, I know he has the highest average points per game of any player in fantasy history when he it's does crazy. play. It's crazy. But he's not going to play all 16 games. Don't do it. Stay away. Yeah, you just don't want to draft and have as many ifs. As C-Mac has. If and he plays less than 12 games, you will not win your league if yeah. you use a top five pick on him. And you're going to have to use a top three pick probably? Yep. Do we, we blame David Shaw, I think. Uh, he's definitely on there, on the list. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jake, stay away. Stay away is, I'm going to go with Matt Stafford. Ooh! I'm going to fade the Super Bowl MVP. Um, I think that... This elbow injury, the longer it looms, the more concerned I get. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. This is a, they've already said, this is not a typical NFL quarterback injury. This is a minor or a major league baseball pitcher's injury. 
Um, that doesn't sit well with me. The schedule gets <laughs> so way terrifying. tougher than uh, than it was last year, and I just don't think this team is as good. They're still really good. I just don't think they're as good. No Vaughn, no Odell. I'm not buying into the Allen Robinson hype. He, he really hurt me last year, so I'm not prepared to go back to that one yet. I just... Uh, Last year was just the Cinderella, or not Cinderella, but it was the ideal run for the Rams. Yeah, yeah. I don't see it happening again this year. Man, you guys are making me sad. I considered a veto on the C-Mac. I, I think I saw it in Kale's face. He considered a veto on that staff. I got to look one. from Kale right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, this one will probably break some more hearts, but I hate to say it. I, I just, I can't believe Saquon Barkley still. I'm using my veto. Ooh. Uh, I'll finish my case and then you can make your counter case. I can't believe he's still like top 12 ADP. Let, let me get accurate numbers for you. Okay. Maybe top, top 16 um, where I'm looking. He just can't stay healthy. That our, at, offense is garbage and dating back to his time at Penn state where he was averaging under five yards per carry. Are we sure Saquon's a good running back? Are we sure his oh. vision's actually good? I'm not sure. Here's my counter argument. He's bound to have some regression to the mean at some point health wise. Can you not argue that for Christian McCaffrey though? You could nobody (laughs) used their veto though. (laughs) He's bound for some healthy regression to the mean. And this staff has this current front office and this current coaching staff has no absolutely no benefit for them for Saquon staying healthy past this year. So they are going to run him into the ground. We're talking 20, 20 touches a game, and I really just think he's going to get the ball in every which way. They're going to throw him passes. They're going to run him up the gut because they've got no other options in this offense. Fair enough. It's also an offensive staff that wasn't really running the ball much in Buffalo. Yeah, that's true. You make good points. Yeah. Um, I respect it, though. Kale, give us your second stay away. My uh, second stay away is actually a guy that was on Jake's list, and it's George Kittle. Oh, oh. man. Shots fired. Oh. <laughs> I think I, I got a veto. 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 I'll use my. I don't. He's just another guy that I have questions about the health width. And I, in general, am just trying to avoid that 49ers offense because of so many questions around it. Uh, I know Trey Lance is just going to be, we have no idea what we're going to get from Trey Lance. I think he's going to be good, but we don't know that for sure. That's fair. And so I'm avoiding that offense just until I have more answers. And so plus with the injury bug, it's just two, two red strikes for me. Fair enough. I would argue, I think that Kittle is possibly the safest option that you could get in terms of uh, offensive players from San Francisco. Of course, the running backs are going to be a mess. I mean, maybe it's a conversation between Debo and Kittle, um, but I just think Kittle, when healthy, he's almost guaranteed eight to ten targets a game, and the guy has the ball in his hands. You've seen what can happen. Interesting. You guys have torn me enough to where I won't be targeting George. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, will I actively stay away? I don't know. Hard to say. I'll stay on topic, though, and say San Francisco running backs are a stay yep. away for me. Um, I agree here. This has been like this has become like Patriots running backs for me, yeah. where it's just like enough already. I can't, I can't make sense of it. I get myself excited uh, about uh, Morissette and Trey Sermon, which like God, I gotta figure out a way to oh. dump him and 
a million dynasties after spending like a low first on him and love me some Elijah Mitchell. He was a guy I was kind of hyping up at the end of the draft last year, but it's just, it's not worth it. It's the definition of a stay away. Um, I, I'd love to have some stock in the eventual starter in that, but it, it's not going to be worth the dumping of assets that it's going to require to finally get um, basically this Russian roulette, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to wash my hands of it and stay away. That's fair. Um, I've been a Mostert guy the last couple of years, and it has not been a fun ride. Yeah, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's been a sad ride. Um, like let it. me piggyback on that take a bit. I'm going to fade uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's a big stay away from me. I just don't think he's lived up to that mm. draft billing. And we've seen just Kansas City's ability to really plug and play at running back. And they've shown that they're not afraid to do that. They, no. Even though uh, CEH was taken in the first round, they haven't been shy to mm-hmm. put other guys in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Daryl Williams just straight up outproduced him last year in no. less games in rushing and receiving. Daryl Williams in Arizona now. So I'm looking at guys, Jarek McKinnon, McKinnon, Isaiah Pacheco, and also Ronald Jones is on the roster. Um, I'd rather take flyers on all those guys in rounds 14-plus than whatever the hell uh, CEH is going for. I think that's a solid note. Kale? Another stay away? Yeah. The Broncos' backfield. Ooh. Uh, I just think they're going to split carries again. I think it's going to be close to last year where it was near a 50-50 split. I think it was like four snaps away from being exactly a 50-50 split. I just see something similar happening this year. I think Melvin's just got too much left in the tank. And I I see this as a good football problem to have because I think they're both going to be healthy and have really productive years. But for fantasy-wise, I would just stay away. And I know know Javante's hype is through the roof. I know Javante's hype is through the roof. But it's just so hard to see him getting enough carries to garner a true RB1 role. I think you nailed it. I mean, Melvin Gordon still was brought back for a reason. Um, they've shown that they're not afraid of the fumbles, really. They're, mm-hmm. they're fine mm-hmm. giving them the ball. And uh, with Hackett coming from Green Bay and that Shanahan run scheme, and obviously we talked about Green Bay's running backs, wouldn't be surprised if it's a fairly similar situation. I'm going to stay away from any quarterback in the top five rounds. You touched on this. There are two types of fantasy people. I think you more or less agree on this as well, right? I more or less agree on this unless you can get Josh Allen at some crazy value. Yeah. And I mean, the point is kind of what we were talking about statistically with Kirk cousins being like the 12th best player in all of fantasy in standard leagues. You're just going to be able to find guys nice and late. So why not be the one who has, a stack, stacked options at the flex spot who feels really good about their RB two, who's still feeling good about their wide receiver two, and was able to pick up Derek Carr, Matty ice, Kirk cousins, and have like two of those mm-hmm. on your team. And you're just in as good a spot as the guy you drafted, um, Josh Allen in the second round or Pat Mahomes in the third or Lamar in the fourth love those quarterbacks it's just not worth it when the value is going to be like a minimal and it's going to be much greater at those other positions you all get one more if you have one more jake is it me yeah i'm gonna go with Brees hall Mm, um consensus probably i mean i've only done one dynasty draft and he went first overall in that dynasty draft and i get the reasoning behind that but 
We've already kind of touched on this on other running backs. This is a guy who saw 250-plus carries the last two years at Iowa State. So he's coming in, not the freshest of legs. And we've already heard, or I've seen at least, that he still hasn't really jumped Michael Carter on the depth chart. And that's rather concerning to me, especially given the ADP of Brees Hall. Uh, Zach Wilson not playing right away, too. I mean, that's just not a good Mm -hmm. omen, I think, for the first month Mm -hmm. of the season for a rookie running back who... I mean, you'd assume he'd get a lot of carries, but I don't know if it's going to be very much production from those carries. Um, I'd just be cautious about Brees Hall, especially at the ADP. Kale, do you have one more? Uh, no, not not any that are on my like true stay away. I got to my guys. I'll throw you a spicy one to close this out, Zeke. Um, mm. I just I, I think there's been a lot of sunk cost fallacy over there in Dallas where they would have given up on him a little earlier, but they're just sticking to it to kind of save face. Um, Obviously, the production's been down the last three years, uh, significantly down the last two. And even though he played in 17 games, we saw how much more explosive and how much better that offense looked at times with Tony Pollard. Uh, His targets and receptions, you know, I think those will kind of drop off as well. I just... I don't think he's the same guy. I know he's 27, but with running backs, once you start to see a downturn, I can't think of many dudes who've like flipped that narrative outside of like Ricky Williams, which was like very extenuating circumstances. Um, so yeah, that's uh, uh, pains me to say. It. I think that's kind of a hot take, but it's right in line with what I've kind of been trying to tell you guys is. I'm going to go really safe on my running backs early and they then take my flyers later on, especially on wide receivers, especially on quarterbacks. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to do it for our first. Real quick, though. Yes, please. I used my veto, but I think I'm buying into Zeke this year. I think last mm. year with the P- he had a PCL injury, mm-hmm. not a very common injury, one, and two, also a pretty, uh, you know, it's not a, not a scrape or a, a yeah, sprain. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think that this offense is, they got to be more diverse. I mean, they lost Cooper. I mean, you have Gallup kind of coming back from the injury. I think it's just ripe to getting back to running the ball with Zeke feed him. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Pollard's there. And I, I guess maybe what it comes down to is I don't trust that coaching staff either. Sure. I mean, that's a huge factor of it too. Yeah, I mean, I think the guys we liked, sexy coaching staffs. Right. Oh, yeah. The guys we don't like, pretty (laughs) coaching staffs. Um, I really appreciate you guys all tuning in. I see some great questions. The best ones we will save for our show next week. Uh, Hit us up in that members-only Discord on the DMVR Lounge. Um, Thank you to producer Kale, back from his international stardom to do this. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Jake. This was phenomenal. We don't get to talk enough NFL football. This was fun. Soon. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. Final thank you to the presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code DMVR for the number one sportsbook in all the land. We out. 